Paco Torres takes the measure and finishes down the middle. First shot of the match from Orlando City. Past Carlos Coronel. And the Lions roar into a 1-0 lead. All the confidence in the world. Welcome to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Your number one Orlando City podcast. For the fans, by the fans. For the fans, by the fans. Keeping you in the know on all things Orlando City since 2018. Welcome to another edition of the Orlando Lions Den podcast. This is the post-season opener. one nothing win. Uh, undefeated nine straight years, Orlando City at home. Pedro Gales has never allowed a goal in a home opener. It's crazy numbers. Orlando City pulled off a, a squeaker yesterday, won nothing. Uh, we were all at the match, so we're back to talk about it. Before we get into it, let's get the sponsors out the way. Got Field Turf USA. Um, we got the border around the stadium, and of course, Champions League stadiums uh, use them for their practice facilities and their hybrid grass and turf for a lot of the biggest stadiums in the world. AMG Lending, reach out to experts for your your home interest rates, purchasing, refinancing, and then of course myself, Eddie Cruz, comparing insurance agency. So, guys, we were at the match yesterday. First, before we get into breaking down the match, it was electric. I thought the atmosphere almost full. Most of the stadium, it was 24,000 and change. Great rec- great crowd. I mean, the noise, great. The wall was packed. Great TIFO by the supporters groups. The, the Florida Man Gator TIFO thing. The Orlando City put up the uh, Open Cup champion banner. That was cool. It looked like it was floating up to the stadium. Yeah, they got JJ's background right there. They also put up the USL championship banners. that They were already there. They put up the 2022 in the pregame. That was amazing. Um, I did, they, they did a lot to, to get the fans involved, light shows, drums all over the stadium, sign um, stuff on the, on the scoreboard, right, Cleon? Like, you know, the words, you suck, uh, you, your socks have holes, chants, you know, different stuff. And yeah, I boy. did definitely, yeah, yeah, they definitely made some efforts. I thought it was a great atmosphere. JJ, what do uh, you think, man? It was phenomenal. Uh, the atmosphere I've never seen like that at an Orlando City match. Um, very interesting, you know, from the garbage can uh, drums that they were having in some of the sections to uh, to basically, like you were saying, the scoreboard up on the big screen. You know, your socks have holes or whatever it is to Cowboy Kid to um, even the uh, numerical numbers on the scoreboard were di- different this year. Um, and then something at the end that I've seen a couple people mention, and I don't know if a lot of people know, uh, I sit right there by the tunnel. So I see it for the first time ever. I saw the whole ownership, uh, come out at the end of the game and congratulate all the players right there by the tunnel when they were coming in, uh, high-fiving the players, high-fiving, uh, the coach, hugging the coach. Wilfs were out there. Ricardo was out there. Um, everybody from the uh, front office was out there and ownership, you know, basically, Hey, you guys did a great job. Good win. Let's go on to the next one. Let's do it again next week. And they're out there supporting. So yeah, in a great atmosphere, great atmosphere. Um, if you guys uh, heard Din 
after dark last night, uh, me talking about, uh, you know, the Magic had a game last night. Uh, they lost to Indiana. And uh, a couple, I follow a couple of uh, groups on Facebook, uh, Orlando Magic, and man, they're on there saying, man, we need to start winning Magic fans, or if not, we're going to lose a lot of these Magic fans to the Orlando City fans who are all going to Orlando City. So, you know, as an Orlando City fan, uh, you know, I'm like, man, you know, that's awesome. And seeing a crowd that big when we have the Orlando Magic at the Amway Center also, it, it, it's something special. We can have two sports at playing at the same time and have two stadiums basically packed. So it's yeah. great city also. Yeah, for sure. That's I mean, that's that's got me pumped up for the city. Nothing but good things about that. Cleon, this has been something you've been talking about for a while. Atmosphere, getting some some electricity, getting some hype back into it, getting the, the casuals back. So how do you feel? Do you feel like progress? I mean, it sounded like some of this was like direct responses to some of the stuff you've been talking about. Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it is um, direct responses because I, I have been paying attention to a lot of things that people do send to um, to Gerard Dillon. Um, a lot of it, like I, I had, had, I've been to a lot of you know we've been to a lot of the the meetings and things like that. And wait, wait, and with the I, we, wait, yeah, Cleon, with the no, with you, the no, we, no, you. no, I brought you along. I don't start with that. You know, I, <laughs> I never you get along. invited. You, you didn't you, you, you didn't get invited, but you know, I brought you with. I gave them the idea, me and Cleon, to use a WWE guy to hype the Open Cup. Right, Cleon? That was us. Yeah. They did that. Yeah. Um, so we had a we we a, a lot a lot of things I saw were direct uh, responses to things that suggestions that people said to him, and I saw and I saw Gerard, he, every time somebody says something, he always writes down in his notebook. But you know what I mean? It's nice to know that's just not like. Uh, that's not just uh, uh I don't want to say lip service, but it's just you know not for show. You know what I mean? Just for show. Oh, I'm gonna write this down. That's a good idea. I'm gonna write this down, but then don't actually act on it. You know what I mean? Like I saw um uh the meeting we went to. I told him I told him that you know the the you know the the hand uh, under under the the like the handicap seats and things like that. Um, they can't see the scoreboard, like on the south side. You can't see the scoreboard because you're under that lip. Um, you can't see the scoreboard. And, you know, most people in there, obviously, they're not moving around like that. So I told him, like, you know, I, I don't know, maybe TVs or something. Um, and sure enough, there were TVs out, there were TVs under there. Um, they weren't they weren't functioning yet, <laughs> but the TVs were there, which you know, they're not gonna put them there for no reason. So um clearly it's something they're working on. Um we saw them talk. One guy even said something as far as, hey, the stadium's looking so dirty outside. Then, you know, sure enough, I was down by the Thursday and there were there were painters outside painting, painting the walls and all that, um, painting the, the, the stadium on the outside. And it done a lot, man. It just but just as far as actual game day atmosphere. Um, it was it, it felt big. It felt big. It felt like it felt like something we would normally do for. Um, you know, we've had the all-star game here. You know, we've had the U.S. men's national team play here um, and then playoff games. In the Open Cup if, final, probably. Yeah, but I, I don't even remember the Open Cup final being feeling like that. Um, it felt like that personally because, yeah, we're about to get a trophy because, you know, that was a lock. But um, as far as the, as far as to produced atmosphere, um, I felt like they didn't even do as much as they did for this opener. 
this felt like something they there was this felt more like an event you know what i mean and that's what you need for these casuals because that's that's all they really care about honestly bro you know what i mean fill fill the bowl it was this big thing oh can we feel the bowl? so they came because it's an event it's a thing um a, a lot of uh yeah there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of actual diehard Orlando City fans, but I mean, you know, there's not 25, 5K of them inside, inside of, you know, inside of uh, Explorers. So you have to, you know, we can't really be gatekeeping and things like that. Like we need, we need these casuals as well. You know what I mean? These people that maybe they do only go to one or two games a season, but you need enough of these people to where every game is either sellout or near sellout. Because, yeah, no. um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just this city just this fan base, the core fan base around this team is just too passionate and 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 do too much to for our for us farts to look. You know what I mean? Like when you see when you see other teams and, and you got people today hyping up LAFC, deservedly so hyping up LAFCs and Austin and things like that. And you know what I mean? That was us, and that should be us. So we need to we need to we need to bring it in and just fill you know fill in fill in these sections to where where we don't basically and 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 do our mm-hmm. thing and and this is a good start man I felt like this is a great start. Now I I agree I thought the stadium atmosphere was great there was a presence definitely felt like an event they got new food and stuff you know Mike got a footy scran with the with the teak drunken monk burger or something right and yeah. uh, but okay so now that's great that's great but another thing that brings fans in. Is performance on the pitch. So let's get into the game, Mike. So one nothing result, 14 shots to six. Red Bulls, four shots on target, one on target. XG was barely one for Orlando City around there because of the penalty. Zero in the first half. Possession, we had a little bit more. Real chances created zero. And, um, you know, it was a lot of they, – they, they had four shots. Pedro made a point-blank save basically at the end, near the end. They, they had a good opportunity where the striker got in behind Jansen. Should have put one away there. Uh, Lewis Morgan, a good player, had a good shot. So in regards to performance on the pitch, let, let's talk about that. Um, result was good, but the performance, that, to my opinion, led a lot to be desired. What, what, what's your take on that? And, um, so case. first, want to give a quick shout-out to the fans because that was a really good performance from supporters uh, there was a thing that got posted by uh, some members, I think, of the Ruckus and the ILF of a decibel meter that someone had uh, in the stadium that we got over to like 111 decibels, which is super loud. So that's awesome. Um, as for the performance on the field, man, uh, the first half it sucked. <laughs> like uh, We couldn't complete passes. We couldn't get a shot off. Um, it was... It was just an ugly, ugly, ugly game as far as I'm concerned. We did give up some opportunities. There was some bad moments where, like, Janssen gave a ball away point blank um, and then ended up taking a foul, earning a yellow card, like, because he gave the ball away literally right in front of the 18. What else can he do at that point? Um, Second half, it looked like there was some conversations, definitely, of changing the game plan, and we looked like a more cohesive team in the second half. And the one thing that I will say, for me at least, is that I know something that usually ends up getting Poppy some criticism is the way that he uses substitutions. 
substitutions usually end up dictating the game and where things are going. One thing that I personally noticed in this game, we had gotten the lead off of the penalty and the substitutions that he made were not detrimental to the game plan or the, the, the psyche or the, the, how we were trying to play as a team. That's one of the most important things that I gathered out of this performance is the fact that, you know, we still were going and playing the way that he coached them to come out of the second half, even with those substitutions, it wasn't like we were just sitting back and letting them come to us, you know, and, and, and I really like that. Um, do what was, was it pretty? Not in the slightest. We're never with the exception of one game uh, against the Red Bulls. We, we haven't played pretty against the Red Bulls in years. Um, so I feel like it was pretty much what I expected. Um, I was obviously, if you listen to last week's pod, I was a lot more hopeful that we were going to score some goals. Um, I'm thinking the goals will come. It's just going to take some time, but it was, it was wins a win. Three points is three points. So I'm, I'm pleased. Yeah. Considering our home form last year, you, we got to take the points any way we can. And, you know, even early, like all points matter always. I'm um, not, it, it, look at this roster. I mean, there's a lot of new pieces, Petrasso, uh, you know, first year starter, young guy, not a lot of minutes as a professional. Mikey Halliday, young guy, not a lot of minutes as a professional. Rodrigo, Rodrigo Schlegel has been playing preseason, but he's not generally the starter. Um, Pereira playing a new position essentially permanently. And and, and Araujo is playing it differently because they weren't really a double pivot last year. And then Angulo is, you know, he was the starter with left wing last year. We'll give him that. Ojeda playing as a 10. And then Kata just came back from, from a bunch of stuff going, going on. So the lack of cohesion was pretty evident. There was a lot of possibilities and upside just didn't come off, especially in the first half. A lot of rushed balls instead of putting it to the feet, playing it in behind, etc. JJ, we, we this is a third win in a row against the Rebels. Last year, we beat him one nothing after Pato got hurt. Remember that one? And uh, Pato was having a great game. Pato also was key in the Open Cup, in my opinion, because what happened this time, Ojeda was playing a the similar playing the 10. Mauricio played the eight that game, but Pato just controlled the ball much better, carried the ball and made a lot, created a lot more chances than Ojeda did. Not critique is his first game, but uh, that I think that was a key part into why we, we, we destroyed them in the Open Cup was Pato's performance. So um, what is it about the, the Red Bulls that just doesn't match? I mean, Oscar had said Oscar has had trouble with them before, but yes, we've won three in a row, two ugly in season, but they, they're three points. But Oscar said in the first half, we have been working on principles. And this is the age-old debate about are we going to play our way no matter what, no matter who we face. And that's kind of what he said. In the first half, we worked on our principles. The second half, we did them better. So essentially, he was just like, we're going to play our way. Even if you're baiting us to go in the middle of the field, we're, that's what we want to do. We're going to try to do it anyways. But they didn't pull it off. Well, what is it about this matchup, JJ, that just gives us so much trouble? And what did you think about the overall performance? You're worried about it. First game, no big deal. Just what are your thoughts? All right. First off, the Red Bulls, I mean, they, they closed all our passages uh, up, you know, uh, in the middle. We had to go. They, they wanted us to play more to the outside. Petrasio, like you said, you know, starting first year, basically young kid starting. Mikey Halliday, same way. Those were the guys that they wanted to have. 
Mikey Halliday to me in the first half was probably the best player besides Pedro Galese, who saved our butts a couple times. But Mikey Halliday, man, uh, those crosses that came in, I mean, he actually connected. I mean, there was one that he was a little bit lower. Facundo would have had it and it could have been a goal in the second half. But Mikey, to me, I'm seeing a lot of negativity on Mikey. And I actually think he did pretty darn good on uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, I was actually very impressed with Mikey Halliday playing on at the right back. Uh, who I wasn't very impressed was this guy named Urchan Kata. Um, and, and to be honest, I don't know if it's, you know, like you guys are saying that, you know, we're, we're trying to put this team in, you know, Kara just got back and such. And this person came back from the visas and this and this. But I just don't think Kara should be playing the up so high. Kara's a more into the box area, you know, getting those crosses from Halliday, getting those crosses from Patracio, Patracio, getting those crosses in. He's the guy in the box that will clean it up and score a goal. I can't see him playing all the way from the back when he plays too far up and they pass him the ball and then he tries to take a one-on-one with guys and he can, he's going to lose it. He's not that type of a player. So I think, you know, we got to put him more in the box and, you know, we had the sub come in and guess what? He showed that he can play. Yeah, uh, and Ramiro Enrique. Ramiro Enrique. And uh, to me, I, as we talked about it yesterday, then, uh after dark or whatever it it was just it's scary because if Ramiro does this good in this plane yes it was his first game but he continues to do that we're playing a dp that's going to probably be on the bench and, and to your point jj Ramiro just got here too visa and all that stuff and he, he looked pretty spry man he looked pretty so, good i mean to me no was it but also too he came in later tired legs opening day where maybe red bulls aren't fit either does that play a part in it or you think ramiro just fits the overall system better fit legs not fit legs i mean you better be ready to play this is your it's your first game of the season you know you had your preseason you're here you're ready to play this is where it counts you know like i said last week preseason stop worrying about preseason that's preseason. We're, we're, we're trying to get now that the regular season's here. Now it's ready to play. If you're not in shape, then guess what? You're not in form. You're off. I'm putting my next best player in to, to see if he can do better than you. And to me, Kara right now is not that best player. And to have a DP on the bench, it's that's not good. We could be using that DP for something else. Okay. Fair enough. Well, the, the, um, you know, it, this is one of those situations where it's early, but it, it's not a new topic. This has kind of been an issue last year, something we discussed about with God on his fit, you know? So, <laughs> so Cleon, you, you've kind of spoken to, to this a little bit as well. But overall, to, to me, a lot of the fans talk about we got a three points to result. That, that's great. A result is great. But there is such a difference between – there's such a thing as performance versus a result. Is this, is it just this performance? What I'm getting at is not really sustainable, right? You can't, you can't hope uh, you get a penalty off a handball, which, you know, some had issues with, I thought it was a handball because he made himself bigger, but it hit his ribs first. So, you yeah, know, if I was a fan, I'd probably, yeah, yeah. If I, if it was against us, I'd probably be upset to be fair. 
So he did, you know, zero XG, one shot on goal, the penalty. That's not a sustainable performance. Does that give you a concern? Is it just in context, it's fine? Or 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 is this one of these things where you got that sports car, you got all these nice pieces, but if you ain't using it right, you know? Because a part of me is wondering about that because just Oscar is in, that's not in his nature per se, or I haven't seen it. Oh, do, do you, did you get any, what vibes did you get from this match? Is it just one-off kind of in context or wait and see, or what do you think? No, I get more. Um, my main concern is I just, I feel like, I feel like we should be better prepared for, to play this team. Um, it's, this isn't new, you know, everyone knows what Red Bulls are going to do. They do the same thing all the time. Sometimes, yes, they do it better than, than other times they, they try it or whatever. But you know they're going to come. They're going to press the hell out of you all game long. You know this is what's going to happen. So I just I don't understand why we always look shell-shocked when, when we play this team and we look like we're just not prepared for what they're going to do. And it just doesn't make sense to me. So, um, like, even – and it just seems like we, we have – we either don't adjust to things they do or um or we adjust very late. Um things like they're coming out and pressing yesterday, right? And Pedro's constantly distributing out the back to the to his center backs, to Schlegel. And it's Schlegel and Halliday over there on the right. Yeah, Faku's over there too, who you know he can handle. But Faku's way up there. You can't get the ball to him. So you're relying on getting the ball through from under a press. You're relying on Rodrigo and Halliday, who, to his credit, he didn't do as bad as I would expect um, on, under that press, like to start the get to start the match. But that's not ideal. When you got you got you when you got your options to distribute right are Schlegel through Halliday to hopefully be able to get it to um to and matter of fact even there it's Cesar Cesar's over there on the right even when you're going through the midfield so it just feels like if you got the options of trying to if you're trying to get it to your attackers and you got the option of going right under a heavy press through Slagle Halliday Cesar to hopefully get it to Faku or going left which would be Janssen much better ball handler than than Slagle Petrasso, much better ball handler than than Halliday. Um, Maru, the the midfield, Maru's over there, um, much better than Cesar. And then Angulo, who's equal. I mean, he's he's not. I mean, I can't. I don't know if you're gonna say he's better than Faku with the ball, but he he really isn't worse. Um, they're pretty equal. So I mean, I just don't understand why we constantly. Would distribute into the right, and no one made the adjustment. Like, yo, stop, stop going over there to these guys. Like, like, bro, Slago almost cost us that game early, early, yeah. in between turnovers oh, yeah. and things like that. It was just, it was crazy. And I'm like, Him, why, why are we forcing it over there? And, and like, you're barely going the other way to to the left side. Which, if you just going player by player, going going all the way up, is much better equipped to handle that type of pressure. And I just don't understand why we just don't we don't seem to adjust with this team. And like these adjustments, you should already know because you know what they're going to do coming in. So I, I just I don't I, that's a little concerning to me. 
Because well, Red Bulls, Red Bulls, they're not that good of a team. They're not yeah. that they're overachieving team. They they win because of their they're the, yeah they're the sum of all parts better yeah. than you know. Yeah. But yeah. It, this is what I'm talking about with Oscar. He said for us, it he says it was a very intense game against a rival that didn't give up at any minute with their pressure, the way they structure their defensive formation in the middle and in front. It's very difficult to break. For us, it was a big challenge to find the spaces that we normally do or that we have found in the past games. And we didn't want to give up the give up on the idea, especially in the first half. We didn't have success with it. The second half was very level. So he, he's just saying we had a game plan. And we weren't going to change it. Yeah. You know, given just, the situation. Yeah. But even even that, it's like not even changing game plan. It's just. I mean, just mind a little adjustments. If you see Pedro, and that's something Pedro is doing himself. Pedro, yeah, Pedro should. He's a, he's a vet, so he should be able to recognize that himself. And be like, maybe I shouldn't distribute so much under this pressure. These guys aren't handling it well. To the right, maybe try the left side, which the guys that are much but he, handle the ball in tight spaces and things like that. But he also did it to the left also. He did a couple times. Robin almost lost it also. Yeah, he was yeah. pretty central, though, when he lost that one. But, yeah, yeah. If you if you see it's not working, I mean. Just hoof it. Just, hoof him, it. just kick it straight down. Get, Get him along. Yeah. It's in, in my section. People are like, we saw it three, four, five, six times going with these short passing and during yeah. free or the goal kicks. And they're pressing so high that we, we were lost. Just kick yeah. it at and and yeah, we'll playing it from in the back. There's a they're playing out of back with so many teams. It, it's like a like a it's like a cold. I, I saw Vincent Companies doing a great job Burnley in the championship, you know, came from Pep system. He said, We're gonna play out the back, not because that's some dogma, some to the philosophy of Cruyff or whatever. We're gonna play out of back because for this reason. But sometimes when when coaches have this idea, we're gonna play out of the back. It's just there's this dogmatism, cultism, you know, kind of we have to do it at all costs. Cause if we pull it off. Because when you pull it off, it's high risk, high reward. You pull it off, great things can happen. But sometimes you just got to call an audible and just hoof it. And but and but you got to win the second balls. We were late to every second ball. And it, one thing, one thing, you're right, the Cleon, they were balancing it off differently. But last year with Jansen and with Moutinho, we had two guys who were sure on the ball. Moutinho, how many times did he hold? Did he have equal touches to anybody else? This time, Petrasso and Holiday both had about 40. We're not seeing 80, 60 touches from the left back anymore. This is going to be the center backs are going to have to distribute well. Cesar had a lot of touches, if not the most. He had some some dinkers. I mean, he kept trying to slice the ball. Mikey bailed him out on one, and I think Rodrigo on another one. And uh, and Cesar is going to be essentially like the deep guy who's going to have to move it forward. I thought he was he did some more progressing passes. Last year, he was like a little too safe. So I give him credit for that, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we gotta, we gotta figure that out, but so the, the, the issue is why isn't anyone who plays us not going to do this to us? Cause we don't really have an answer. If I'm playing us, we're St. Louis right now will give us, you know what I mean? Like that's what they do or whatever. Austin, these people, a lot of people do this press. If you're going to play us, why would you not press us to hell like this? Yeah. But the two, two Red Bulls credit, other teams could try it, but like even like us, yeah, we could try it, but we're not going to be at a press like that. You know what I mean? So most teams, uh, um, like the press is great if you're trying that and it's working, but if you've got guys that's not that good at, you know, executing it, then, you know, they're going to get exposed. And most teams would get exposed, 
pressing as hard as Red Bulls do, but that's they're they're so their entire system is just in it's ingrained in, in like their DNA, bro. So it's like, you know what I mean? The, these guys, they're there's I mean, other teams could try it. I think we would the result would not and would the result most times would not be the same. Um because gotcha. other teams just cannot do it like they do. Yeah, We're just kind of adding on to that, like they're they're coached to do this. They are drilled to do this. They've couple years now under Struber that they eat, breathe, press. Like that's what their job is. Um, other teams just aren't coached that way. So you can coach a team to game plan like that, but there's a difference between game planning like it for one week compared to game planning for it for every week. Since they plan for it every week, that's why they're they're always going to be good at it. And there's just for some reason we've only in one situation, have we ever had a game plan where we counteracted it well? And I don't know if it's one of those things where if Poppy's like, let's try that again. And then Struber said, had a plan for it or what it was, but we just, it's the death of us, man. (laughs) And to be fair, that open cup game, they had chances They hit the post, I believe. They missed a bunch we, we early. We went down one nothing, didn't we? We went down one nothing, and then it was the second half where we we, we took them over, mm-hmm. you know. But the first half was the usual, just getting murked by this Red Bull stuff. Now, like, look, personally, it's the first game. Rebels, we don't play well. I'm not worried, but I am not like that's why I didn't play. I didn't pick three nothing last this week, two nothing. I said until I see goals, I don't think we're scoring goals. Until I see the offensive cohesion. Then you know I'm 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 agnostic a little bit on this, and it just this was still there's there's a lot of upside, and it's just the first game, all the context with all the new players, etc. But I'm still going to remain agnostic in, until we we actually see it. The pieces are there, doesn't mean the pieces are going to do what what's there. Atlanta's had nice pieces for years and haven't done crap with it. So um, it, it's it's about about making it work, and it didn't work this match. But the, the team gutted it out. The team bunkered down. Some solid performances. Defense, I thought second half was much better. And a little shout-out to, to Mr. Ivan Angulo real quick, you know, just to kind of talk about his role. He had uh, on defense, I mean, he, he I mean, he attacking-wise, he runs at defenders, covers a lot of space. He had, um, he had three tackles, one interception uh in the game from a winger that's that's pretty great and a special shout out to when they tried a short corner marisha threw it had a terrible pass to the center i mean horrible it was going to be rodrigo with two rebels um gulo came out of nowhere bro and just saved the day that was that was fantastic so let's go into the the studs and duds of the match um yeah jj we'll go with you first who are your studs and duds man all right Let's go with the dud. Uh, I'm going to go Kara uh, for the dud uh, to me. If he continues playing like that, like I said, just bench him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, you know, to see Ramiro starting. Uh, my stud, uh, I'm going to give it to Pedro Galese. Uh, if it wasn't for Pedro, uh, we would have probably have lost that game. I mean, the octopus, so Pulpo, just basically was all over the place. I mean, he's getting hit upside the head with the ball. He's getting uh, on the ground. He, I mean, he went up in the uh, second half. He's on the ground. He jumps up. He misses it. Comes back around. He jumps up again. He falls to the ground. Ball's on the ground. He jumps on top of it. I mean, he was everywhere. So, definitely El Pulpo. Uh, 
he is my uh, stud for this game. And then uh, actually, I liked uh, Ramiro and I liked Halliday also. Okay. Yeah. Halliday put in some. Yeah. They, early in the first half, O'Head almost got on one cross. And then the second half, fuck, we put in. It's nice to see some some crosses in the air. You watch him up, he he winds up a lot. I'd like to see him do it quicker. But he, he the reason his looks so good is because if you're going to hit a cross, you got to really hit it hard. And mm-hmm. he, his technique on those crosses, I mean, they were spicy. They're very good. Um, Mike, studs and does for you, buddy. Yeah, so for me, uh, stud, I'm actually – I'm going to give my stud to, to, to Mikey. Uh, you know, there's a couple situations where he got caught a little bit out of position, but overall his crosses look better than what we've seen previously. He still progressed play well. Um, it, he's young. It's going to be a learning experience with him, but I really liked what I saw. I, I was, uh, you know, I definitely, I, he, he impressed me a little bit. I, I felt that there is an air of maturity as to how he played. Um, so I like that. Uh, Dud is honestly just going to be the entire attack. I mean, especially the first half, our attack was anemic. There was nothing going on. We couldn't figure squat out. Um, so that's definitely a dud for me. We figured it out a little bit with substitutions in the second half, but like, we had one shot on target and that one shot on target was a penalty kick, you know, like it's, it's gotta be better than that. So I, I'm just, I'm not going to single out a, a player in particular. Um, it's just going to be like the, the entire attack and uh, hopefully it's going to start picking up and getting better going forward. Uh, clean Yeah. I'm going to go with my stub. I'm going to give it to my boy Angulo. Uh, that dude, Bro, that dude's invaluable right now. Like, he's 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 just he's doing way too much on both sides of the ball for us. Uh, you cannot pull that guy off the field right now. Um, we absolutely need him. Uh, it's it's yeah. So he's very much my stud this for this game, um, for this match. Um, and I would say duds, bro. I can't even. I had so many. <laughs> It's it's hard to it's hard to narrow them down, so I'm gonna have to go with like a just like just a, give us a few like seven like a Cesar in between a in between a Cesar. Got to go with in between a Cesar uh, Schlegel combo, bro, and and maybe even a little Janssen, bro, because it was just it was a mess. That old that old situation was a mess, bro. You don't think they they kind of grew into it? I felt like that was early. Yes, they make- yes they grew yes they grew into it eventually, but. Realistically, if if uh if uh I can't remember what their I can't remember what their striker's name, the 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 young guy. Um if he if he had any finishing whatsoever, we lose that game two or three two or three to one, bro. You're talking about Manuel? Yes. Bar- yes. Yeah, Manuel yes. smoked Jansen on that one. Bro, and if 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 he, he tried to volley it, if he just took one touch, because Pedro was out of position, he was flat footed. He takes one touch and rounds Pedro. That's a tap in. He but look, blew that. That dude, Big he time. had two. He had two where where he had volley. He had opportunities for volleys with like whiffed no it. space, and he just whiffed the completely whiffed mm-hmm. the kick on both. And yeah. like realistically, they really should have beat us three three to one. So um, while I could say yeah, they they didn't finish the game as bad as they started the game. I mean that's that's too low bar for me to 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 not. Dudum, bro. I got they all all three of them. They got to get that dud. Oh, okay. I got you. My 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 dud. Oh, I want to say Kata, but at the same time, it's almost like it's a bad fit. A part of me is like, we we should 
you know, move on. Like I, I'm not opposed to that. You know, I, I'm not really emotional with these things. Um, I don't just, you know, so I don't, it doesn't mean like he did bad, but at the same time, you know, what do we have to do to get a lot out of him? Like, you know, do we have to adapt to our style to him? I, I don't really know what to do with the guy, I guess. He does. It's just a little bit of a round peg in a square hole kind of thing. You know, I'm not sure if it fits. So I don't know if it's unfair to say he was a dud, but uh, I do want to say something, Mike, you said earlier about the, the poppy substitutes. Uh, we didn't go back five until the 90th minute when Kyle Smith and Wilder came in. So give them credit for that because we would have done that a lot earlier. And we don't even have Gaston Gonzalez back yet. Gaston Gonzalez, it would have been another offensive sub. I don't know if he comes in for in, ahead of Dagger Dan, but Dagger Dan made his debut too. And he came in and and you know looked looked apart just fine. So uh, you know what? So for, because of that, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a stud to uh to the coaching staff. I thought the second half made some a little bit of adjustments, and uh I like the substitutions. And uh I did a little shout out to Angulo too, because I, I I we went back five, they told him to go to the right, and he went right to the right. The left, he 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 saved a goal in my opinion early on. So I'll, I'll give him a, I'll give him a stud. Um, things to look for though is the fullback play. I don't think either one did bad, but I don't. I feel like we're a little bit unbalanced. Um, I feel like our whiff only comes from the fullbacks now, and um, Mikey has a lot of space. I don't think that's anything that he's doing so much special. It's just there's got. I think there's a little bit of that Ben Simmons effect where they're just leaving them alone. He he made him. He almost made him pay with some crosses. He could have done better on one of them, but he's also going really early and just creating space. And the one thing that that's going to come with time, because I see the upside. I see the point in him. I see the upside. Personally, I've said it a long time. I don't really care about blooding someone and letting a young kid develop so much. I'd rather just have people who are ready to go. Personally, um, but I you see why they like him. But one thing I like to see is more just short passes. He, 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 a couple, he left Faku out to dry and he got countered on. He recovered at the end of the day, but the guy got, got behind and Rodrigo had to help him. Lewis Morgan got behind because he gave the ball away to Faku, um, trying to pass the Faku. But the most encouraging thing I saw from him was not the crosses. It was, they did a give and go, like two or three with Faku almost pulled off a nice play. We see if, if he could add that to the, to the toolbox, He's going to be a really, really good player. So that was the most encouraging part I saw from Mikey personally. Because, yeah, okay, he, he, he could run. He could hit a cross. But, you know, eventually they're going to start marking him. And, and it's going to be – when he doesn't have space is the question whether he's good or not, in my opinion. So uh, that kept him from being a stud, in my in my opinion. But um, nonetheless, uh, real quick, guys, I want to talk about the Apple coverage. Uh, this is the first opening, you know, match of the season. So Apple's got a big uh, helicopter set. They're flying around New York. It looks like a helicopter. Sasha Kleshin, Bradley R- Ron Phillips, um, uh, Harrison Heaps, wife, Kate and Kyle, and uh, and some others uh, doing the, the the different shows. Uh, the, uh, MLS looks um, looks it looks good in 1080. Uh, we were watching it out of potato before. Last year, I mean, it just looked rough, especially some of those, some of these, some of these stadiums. They just the lighting and the camera angles were just bad. Man, so, it's like you don't realize how bad we've been watching it until you're seeing how it looks. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, the, yeah. Rough. So you, you, Mike, you, you tuned in, and Cleon, you guys speak to this. You guys were all up in that Apple coverage. You know, uh, uh, me and JJ is a resident old guys. We weren't 
we're figuring out all the Apple thing, but Jake's as good as you guys were. So to tell me how, how'd you felt about the coverage and how do you think it could impact a, you know, just the overall product? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it stinks because of the fact that like the casual fan gets hurt by it a little bit, but the quality for the people that have been watching the league for so long are now seeing, it's just like, one of those things that it it feels painful like that the league has been so like underappreciated from a coverage standpoint for so long that like now someone's actually giving us the time and attention to like give a crap about the product um it feels nice but at the same time it's like man i can't believe it took this long to get here um but i mean the whip around show is something that's cool like i was i was sitting with cleon at the game and I was like, I just want to see what it's going to look like to start. And I just kind of brought it up on my phone, popped up, no problem, no issues whatsoever. Was able to see it. That's a cool product. Tuned into our game because of the fact that I was like, okay, I wasn't sure if that was like when Janssen picked up a yellow card, I was like, that looked a little bit rough. I want to see that foul again. I know they'll be showing a replay of it. Brought up our stream on my phone because there's no blackouts, which is a positive. Um, brought it up and was able to see the replays and be like, okay, no, yellow's the right card call. They're not going to be reviewing that. Like uh, <clears throat> the coverage in and of itself is just, it's, it's excellent. Like I, I like the, the broadcast. I like the setup. I like the minimalist way that they did everything. Um, I'm really excited about it. Like I said, I wish that, you know, there was still going to be more of a local way for casuals to get involved and watch. But as someone who's a diehard like me and been following pre Orlando having a team in 2012 uh like it, it's nice to see uh see the, the league actually get you know put up on a pedestal and and get that attention that it deserves did, did it did it make you feel like did you did you watch other like coverage overall the league more so because of that oh yeah yeah I mean it, it's definitely one of those things where for me like I'm not like a person who is like playing fantasy MLS or anything like that, or so rare. Cause I know that uh, I have some friends that play that as well. And I am, I'm interested in it, but that, that's another story altogether. Um, but like for me as, as a, when my team's not playing as a casual, I just like the idea of having that like whip around show with MLS 360 to, I can watch all of the games pretty much simultaneously. And they're just going to cut to wherever the action's at. Like, it's it's like watching red zone red zone red zone on sundays is fun mls 360 is one of those things that's going to be fun even if we have to listen to to, to bradley wright phillips be a homer you know uh, it's it's one of those uh, and kaylin kyle talk about her cape um it's going to be one of those things that's <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had uh, she was honestly great on coverage but like the fact that like she, she was like i'm better than everyone i have a cape i was like what the hell are you yeah, talking about? she just has she just has her little moments bro she, she does have her moments but i'm gonna go ahead and give her credit give her calves some credit because all those guys are wearing sensible shoes and she's wearing six inch heels give her some credit for doing that because i don't know how the hell she did that the whole whole day but uh but no it, it, it's it was it's fun to I, I like the idea of it i like what they're doing i like what they're bringing to it and um, i'm excited i think it's it looks good it looks good sounds good um cleon i know was harping on the sound so i'm sure he's going to talk about that a little bit um that they got the way that they figured it out with the stadium sound and getting the right balance um but yeah i'm excited i, I like yeah. what i saw 
Pleon, speak to that. Like you, 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 you watched it back to see how the the stadium sounded and everything like that. What, what did you? How do you feel about all that? Yeah, one of my things about um, watching, particularly Orlando City games on television, was you just you don't get a feel for the atmosphere in the stadium and like the over the TV. You just you kind of hear like the wall and you you know, but not really. Um, and it's like all, all these games, it's like they have them all. It's almost like they have all the supporter sections mic'd up or something. Because, like, it, it's almost um, – they had to tweak with the sound a little because during the test run, maybe the crowd was – the crowd noise was maybe too high or not necessarily that it was too high, but the announcers was too low um, to, to meet that crowd noise. But it's, it's, it's really good, man. It's like um, – not just the clear, the crystal clear picture, but um, you're, you're really getting a feel for what it feels like to be inside the stadium. Um, and that's something that was definitely missing before. Um, so, so yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it, man. And like you said, um, all, the, all the other shows and all the little videos and all types of stuff they have there, I just I can't wait for it to be expanded. Um, hopefully they get more into, I, I want to see more personal interest stories and things like that. Um, so you can really get to know players and things like that, um, not just our team, but around the league. Um, I feel that's one part that's always been missing from MLS is um, a lot of sports, and it's been a big talking point lately. Um, a lot of you're missing the stories, you know what I mean? And and like every person has a story, man. Eddie has a story. I have a story. Mike has a story. JJ has a story. Um, but you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you, you don't nobody knows who these people are until you, you know, delve into it. So a, a lot of with American sports is about really about star making. You know what I mean? And 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 we we have always had a, a serious lack of that in in this sport, in this country. Um, honestly, not even just in this country or just around the world, unless it's Messi and it's Ronaldo and dudes like that. I mean, like they, they don't really dive into, you know, personal interests story or, or you don't really get to know players' personalities around other sports like NBA, um, NFL. You do on certain mainly just quarterbacks, but you know what I mean? Um, you, you just we have to do more star building. And if you're trying to grow this sport amongst casuals, then that's all they're really attracted to is, you know what I mean, is that so. Uh, we have to start star building and we need to start making stars out this league. Like if, if when Inter Miami and Orlando play and, and that game's coming up, I want to see, I want to see video all week of, of, I want to see, even as an Orlando fan, I want to see video of Joseph Martinez talking trash about us all week. You know what I mean? Talking about he's, he's their poppy, all this, you know, all this type of dumb, dumb crap. Um, that that's how you build stories and that's how you build interest. You have to, you have to dive into these types of things and, and okay, not just, Oh, it's rivalry week. And, and even, even, even uh, El Trafico, which is the only one that really gets talked about significantly these days. Um, you know, e even if it's not about players, like even, you know, I want to see videos on, on supporters groups about how they hate, they hate the other one. You know what I mean? Just just make they need to they need to start creating these stories and, and creating interest and, and driving and driving the interest. Don't be a passenger and and 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Drive these stories where you want them to go and you make stars. You don't yeah, sit build, around and you wait for stars, make stars. Yeah, build a narrative, right? Create exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. yeah. And Apple, Apple could do that. Now, mm-hmm. the, I, I personally sometimes skip them because I don't want to humanize other people and be like, man, this guy's a nice guy. I like I don't want to <laughs> still hate him, you know, but I have a great idea for Miami, you know, like first, you know, what is it? The first 48, they could do that for whenever Joseph loses his dog, you know, just first 48, follow him around and uh, you know, see, see what the local pest animal people do <laughs> anyway sorry about that <laughs> but that, that i like i i think i think the apple um the product looks great and i like, i just want the sport to grow in this country yeah i wish it was uh you know everybody had t-mobile or you gotta get it for free but i i think it's gonna be a net positive even if some some locals and to be honest some of these people who are like i only watch it on the local yeah i don't know i don't believe them all i think some of them uh some of them are weren't tuning in as much as they say you know what i mean so i, I think there's going to be some people gained because of what apple's doing and maybe you lose the 50 year old guy who's like i only watch it on you know west tv or whatever you know and uh tom terry introduces it or whatever i mean if one thing you gotta around. keep in mind but, you know that, whatever one, one thing you gotta keep in mind too is international market that's a lot of the reason why this was done is apple tv is now going to be broadcasting to a hundred different countries which we didn't have that kind of reach as far as broadcasting goes before. I know Orlando City, we have a good amount of uh, fans that we've made throughout the years um, in the UK and in Brazil. And in Portugal, like JJ. JJ Portugal, yeah. that, that Portugal, yeah. that podcast in Portuguese with Ricardo was the, the listeners were from all over the place because of the fact that they had an option so yeah those people are underserved and that's so the it, thing is, yeah, it's, yeah. Gonna, it's just going to continue to grow from there because it might not necessarily grow internally at first but yeah. it's going to grow globally very for, well for sure now again quick two quick questions and well, we could kind of go to the preview and wrap up unless you guys have anything else um right. two quick questions go ahead JJ. Real quick so uh a little tweety bird told me that they're gonna probably within the probably week four or week five might have sideline reporters oh, okay uh, cool so um that will be uh probably week four or week five sideline reporters at some of the games and then probably getting fully so <clears throat> i'm not gonna say who said yeah. uh but yeah that's okay real- that- that that's cool because they are flying the people out. Miguel had told uh, Austin David that that you know he he flew out to the game and came back for the Spanish broadcast to do with Sergio for the Philly game. So they are sending people out to to the away matches at this point. So anyway, the sideline reporters I me mean, for both sides can can be uh, can be a good thing to to see for sure. Yeah, now a couple there's of- also planning on uh, expanding to have I think next year or the year after uh, everything is going to be in 4K rather than just 1080p. Like that's, that's something that's talked about that they're going to keep getting higher definition as well. Nice. Nice. Um, so to two, two quick points, uh, I want to ask uh, two quick questions. Did anybody did this, you know, we were all hyping about the offense and the goals. Did this change or lower your optimism at all? Just kind of yes or no, JJ. Yes. Did you Yes. Cleon. Yeah. 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 Well, JJ, go ahead. You can I, elaborate. What do you, what do you mean? Like you just, it just yeah. felt like, Oh, here we are again. Or. Um, so, you know, I didn't, I wasn't in the, uh, uh, preview show, basically your prediction, yeah. but last week I did predict, you know, I think Orlando city 
seeing who they had and everything that we were going to be a top three team in the MLS, you know, top two, definitely in the East, maybe winning in the East and going pretty far in the playoffs. But looking at just this game, uh, you know, Bradley Wrong Phillips might be right. So. No, that's too far. <laughs> 11th place? No, I'm, yeah, just yeah. Saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, I know. You so, can't uh, swing that much, JJ. No, I'm you not can't. Go down that low, but, but yeah. I mean, we, we didn't look good at all. So, I mean, and if it could next week, you know, if it continues, yeah. what are we going to get to say? Well, it's the second week, you know, and then we go on to the third week. It's the third week. So, uh, no. Yeah. Yo, I can think of several fans that, that are going to be like, Week 15, hey, we just need time to gel. Week 22, you know? It's, this is week you know. one, been ready. Everybody, I don't care. That's why you have preseason. That's why you have, you know, a whole month prior to, to try to gel. And yeah. I don't want your excuses with visas, paperwork, or whatever. So, okay. go ahead. I see you, you're, you're ready yeah, to run. Yeah, Cleon, go for it, buddy. I will, I will say this as far as the attack goes. Um, a lot of our attack is going to go through uh, – Ojeda and and Faku, um, they miscommunicated several times several this past times. game. As far as mostly mostly as far as Ojeda not knowing where yeah not knowing where Faku likes the ball, mm-hmm. um, to where Ojeda would would be crushing it and he'll see he'll see Faku over on the right, and he was putting in passes. In theory, they're, they're actually the correct pass to make. To where Faku should run in on the ball, but Faku doesn't play like that. Faku's um, a ball to feet guy for sure. Yeah, well, not just that, but Faku Faku doesn't really run in on the goal to score goals. He likes to shoot from distance. Um, you know what I mean? So, so um, there there were several, there was at least two occasions to where um, Faku would be right open on the right on the right, and Ojeda would just send. You know, he was sending a through ball diagonal like through the box to where Faku would have to run in on it and get shot off but Faku doesn't play like that and and um to be fair Faku yes they just had preseason but Faku left and he had been gone since like the first game so these two really haven't played together um Ojeda's been playing with you know basically everyone else but Faku um well shooting car too but it's that's different. Um, so, I mean, those two actually do need time to gel um, because there was, if you go watch that game back this several and Faku's getting frustrated with Ojeda, um, Ojeda's making the passes to him, but it's just not where Faku likes to get it. Um, Faku likes, you know, Faku likes to shoot. He likes to cut in and shoot from the top of the box. You know what I mean? He doesn't like to go inside the box really and, and shoot. Um, if you think about all Faku's goals, most Almost all of them are like outside the box, you right know what at I mean? Top of the box, or right yeah, at right? the very top. That's where he likes yeah. to shoot. Seth Curry. Yeah. So, um, run the paint. Yeah. Man, so, so paint. those two, those two actually are probably going to need a little time to learn each other or, or kind of, uh, oh, hey, he just, you know, he shoots from wherever. You saw that one. He shot from freaking, I don't, I don't even understand. Yeah. But he, he shot the one from, from yeah, he, like he tried to five, chip the keeper five, on the ground from yeah it was that was wild um but you know he's gonna shoot from wherever and he plays his he, he's a little more versatile as far as you know the way he scores you know he'll he'll run in on headers he'll shoot from out from he'll shoot from distance he'll dribble inside the box and shoot um but faku faku's a little more one-dimensional as far as 
the way he likes to get his shots off. So it's more Ojeda is going to have to adjust to Faku more than Faku having to adjust to Ojeda because Ojeda, like, you know, he he he's a little more versatile as far as, you know, his attacking uh, yeah. spots that he, he attacks uh, from. He's, he attacks from all over. I agree. And what I want to see, look, I, I, I told you guys, I was agnostic on this. I was like, I'll see goals when we see goals. But I, I think there needs to be better decision-making. As good as Angulo was, he's not a guy who has final end product ever. It, whether it's the, making the right pass in the box or scoring in the box. And there was the times where I thought he could have played Petrasso in. And Faku, look, Mikey's got a ton of space. Faku's going to cut inside all the time. There's a couple of times we should have played Mikey in, personally. If you have him there, you know, if you have him open, you got to trust him. Or else, why is he there, right? And uh, a couple of times, Mauricio, too, he sprayed a lot of uh, diagonals to the fullbacks well. But I thought he maybe he went left. He should have gone to the right because Mikey had a lot of space too. So they 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 got they got to be a little build build a little bit of trust there for sure. But but uh, um so but overall, like I said, I'm not like down yet. This is the first game, but my expectations were lower than everybody else's. I think so. Mike, you had high expectations. How how do you feel <laughs> after this? I mean. I'm a little, uh, obviously I'm like, I wanted it to look better, but I'm also going to sit here and say context matters a little bit. And the fact that this is a team that's given us trouble forever, like all iterations of our existence, Red Bull's always been a team that's been a tough play for us. Um, So I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm panicked or anything like that. I think that it's going to be, uh, it's, might take two or three weeks for everyone to start kind of really actually getting like that understanding. Cause if we look at our preseason rosters and the, the lineups that we put out for preseason games where we really weren't playing our best 11 every single game, you know? Um, so I, I will say it's probably going to take some time. I'm not too panicked by it. Um, I think that when we start previewing Cincinnati, I, I think that our chances against a team like that's going to be a little bit better to generate some offense um, but one of the things that I'm kind of expecting that I think we'll see, um, is, is I think, you know, uh, a common term used in NFL is, uh, a running back by committee. You don't have a star running back that you start every game. You have a group that you use and you use them in different situations. I think that's what we're going to start seeing at the striker position. Um, I still think that there's a high likelihood that, you know, Carr is going to be the guy for a little bit because Ramiro was awesome like he was a game changer when he came in but was it because he was against tired legs that he was a game changer was it just that they didn't have tape on him they didn't know what to expect you know but with what we have between Kara and Maguire and Enrique and if we want to toss other names into that Jack Lynn like all of them have a little bit of something different that they bring to the table as far as what their style of striker is that I think it's going to be a, a game plan situation of going into each week which striker starting and which striker off the bench are going to best suit the defense that we're going up against um, and that's that might end up being the way that we plan things and uh, I know that JJ is like you know you don't want to be having a DP sitting on the bench 100% agree with him that could end up causing something that's changes plans. But I, I think that's also going to be the best way for us to get the most out of the strikers that we have is if we're putting them in favorable matchups. Um, so it's just something that, you know, as we're talking through it more kind of came to mind um, and, and it's something that makes sense in my head. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me good add, point. Go ahead. JJ. 
Yeah, I just have a question. Um, do all these teams in the MLS, I feel like Orlando City always has issues with visas, with these players leaving the country, going to get visas. Is this uh, just in Orlando City or is this MLS? Uh, what do you guys been hearing? I mean, I just feel like every time we have issues with visas and players going out of the country and everything. Well, with, we- that one, with, with that one, I can at least say that part of the reason why Faku, Gaston, and Kara were all out of the country is Austin David reported that they all no longer occupy international slots, which means they had to leave the country to go and obtain their green card. Um, so I know that's at least the reason with those three from, from what I understand. Um, but what, uh, yeah. card in the United States, because when my parents migrated over here, they obtained the green card here. That's where I'm, I'm kind of confused because you're here living in the United States. You, you, you're, you're getting the green card from the United States. That's it why could be, it could be sports related because they came here for sports, not to actually just live here, you know, so it could be that. But, but I mean, I think it's faster than normal. But the, honestly, I've, I've spoken to some phenomenal people about that. They're a bit. Uh, some of the ones who do it really fast, like Atlanta, it, it's not the norm. It, there's something some way they, they get things done super fast. Compared well, with, to with, well, to be fair, if it. Being that we've now got Faku and and Gaston with a freaking green card after what months? Yeah, <laughs> like uh, you might as well add us to that list because we must be on that that uh we clearly we have them them wealth them wealth uh, uh lawyers and, now. And Faku getting it now is 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 surprising too because congrats to Faku he scored a goal he did a little baby thing he's having a little baby uh queer, you know Querito there little baby Raven. And uh, if he he having an American baby would accelerate the immigration process. So the fact that he did it did it uh, now is, is a good shout out. So good, good, good. The other question I had, guys, is if you're gonna make one change, what would it be? JJ, I'm gonna say Ramiro for Enrique, right? I mean, Ramiro Enrique for Cata, right? Yeah, actually, I think honestly, I'm with you. I think I do that already. I think I do that already. Next week against Cincy. I think since he, I, I think they're playing back five. I think having uh, mobility at the striker is going to help because you're going to have two two center backs just sitting on Kata right there, you know. So I think that'll help. Uh, Mike, any if you're going to make a change, what would change would it be? If um, you say or no change? No, no, I, I I don't know that I make a change yet, um, mm-hmm. but I, I do think that if you're going to make a change possibly swapping Ramiro in for Kara is going to be the one. Cause you got to look at the matchup too. Um, I know I said that earlier, but yeah, they started. Tell us a little bit about Cincy. Yeah. So I just want to bring up their lineup real quick, but I, I know that they have some center backs who can be, uh, you know, a, a little bit hot to trot sometimes and can find themselves in hot water. And that's uh, Hagland and Miazga. Um Obviously, we all know the iconic Miazga against Diego Lainez moment where he's sizing him up. Um, I could see something like that happening with a guy like Ramiro who could get under his skin. Um, so, uh, and Hagland, we we've we have experiences with Hagland before. Um, so, like, I, I look at them as you know him being a guy who could really kind of affect those center backs, get them off their game. Um, and cause problems, get them in foul trouble early to where they have to play more conservative. Um, so it, it, I don't know that I necessarily jump right to making a change yet, but 
I could see Ramiro being a guy that screws those guys, screws their defense up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, Cleon, any changes or just let them chill? Oh, man. Um, Antonio Carlos doesn't count, right? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't count. And also, too, like Gaston will be ready. Is is left wing? That's on Gudo's job to lose. When Gaston's out, I, I can't, I can't see him taking that, bro. Honestly, you can't see them taking Not that. Well, Gaston's though. supposed to have a good, good defensive work rate too. I want to see. Yeah. Well, well, guys. So I cannot quick, see that. Just, I cannot see that man losing that job right now. Real quick, then let's score predictions. Real quick for Cincy, JJ. What do you got? FC Cincy at home. Orlando starts two home get matches. Great, great chance to start off the season with six points. What do you got? Ramiro starts. We win two to one. Erchan Kara starts. We lose two. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike, what did the, you know, the 5-3-2 with uh, Sergio Santos, first star for Cincy, scored already. And they got Brandon Vasquez, who's a stud. And they got Lucho Acosta, who always hurts us. You know, and Brenner's eventually going to come back. I don't know if he's coming back for this week. But uh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, Cincinnati is a team that everybody has. You know, top three, top five in the East. A threat. Yeah. So, what do you do? You think how do we at home? Last time they they caught us on two counters, but we peppered them a bunch. You want to caught us probably better games. And uh, what do you think happens this time? Yeah. So I, I they they definitely um, I mean, they conceded possession to to Houston, who's coached by Ben Olson, who went out not well. Uh, in his DC tenure. Um, they also got beat on the XG battle against Houston, even though they won the game. Um, so I, I think that this is going to be an opportunity for our offense to actually show that it can be competent, not like it was against the Red Bulls. So um, I'm, I'm still going to be conservative on this one. I'm going to say we're going to have a one, one draw, but it's going to look prettier um, since we are playing at home. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go ahead and air a little bit on the side of, the pessimism because this is also our warm-up game before Tigris. So okay, that's true. Yeah, um, Clean, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my prediction. I'm gonna try to be optimistic this time. Say two to one Orlando City wins. Ramiro scores and Ojeda scores. My predictions. All right. And one of those is gonna be for for, for JJ off of a Mikey holiday assist. Cleon, what do you got for the score? My heart says three to two <laughs> Orlando City. Where are these three goals coming from, bro? My no, the goals are there, bro. The goals are there. The goals are there. Um, I, I, I hope my I, heart eventually. Cincinnati don't shut down like that. Um, my heart says three to two Orlando City. My brain says two to two draw. Okay, gotcha, guys. All right. Any anybody have uh any shout outs? Any shout outs? Uh, my shout out was just, just you're gonna be good this week. You're gonna be, you know, Fagundo's congrats on the baby. A little Little baby uh, Fagundo. Uh, what was what was that, JJ? That was my shout out. <laughs> oh, I should have cleared this before. My bad. <laughs> I always do that. Eddie, Eddie in midseason form, as usual. That's it. Yeah, boy. I wish the offense was in midseason form. Well, right? My shout out goes to a successful uh, uh, din after dark last night. Uh, you know, uh, I think it went very well. Thank you for everybody that participated. Um, it, it was phenomenal. Mike was there till the end with me, and so was Alex. Cleon, uh, hopefully your phone works next time. And uh, Eddie, <laughs> He's on know, that 2G. <laughs> Eddie, this is uh, MA for Mature, so I know you can't watch or listen to this. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, need to, I need a password from my mom. Yeah, yeah, so Mike, thanks for being up there with me and, uh, you know, 
if anybody doesn't know, Den After Dark is basically it's Twitter spaces. After the game, we go on and basically you have me, Mike, and Alex, uh, the swag, Brown, and we're, we're on there and anything goes. And we have a lot of fans that join. You know, we had Corey, we had Lando, um, trying to think who else, Adam uh, from Cap, he was on. So, yeah, a bunch of people. And uh, I saw a bunch of people on there listening in from the start to the beginning. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's every every uh, post game that we'll be doing this uh, at, at the end of every match. Full of hot takes. Yeah, about, yeah, about a half hour afterwards to get to you know, get those live reactions. Uh, Mike, you got a shout out and Cleon, you go last. I uh, gave a shout out earlier to uh, just just supporters. You know, uh, the supporters groups, the TFOs that were put together, I thought were awesome. Uh, the noise that they brought was awesome. Uh, and I'm just kind of hoping that we can keep that rolling. You know, I, I want to see the attendance go up. Cleon, we were talking about uh, attendance numbers, how, you know, year over year they, you know, dropped, but we started to see an uptick again this past year. I just want to see us continue to grow on that and, and start getting the stadium full again. Like we have a, a winning team and a playoff team the past couple of years. So deserves a full stadium, you know, and I'm sure that the players feel motivated by a full stadium too. Um, and I, I just, I remember how raucous it was in 2018 when we went on that six game win streak, just for everything to like fall completely apart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, really, up. I think what kind of killed a lot of our attendance momentum uh, oh, in the boy. city. So like I, this, this team has come so far from that point that, that I'd, I'd love to see it, it, it continue to flourish and be full and have, you know, 23 to 25,000 people a game again. Um, remember how high we felt? We're, we're, we had the fight with Bobby Warsaw. We're like, say we didn't deserve six in a row. We were like, bro, Cleon called him out on the, you know, the shout outs before the shout outs. And then, then we lost like nine in a row. Hey, whatever. Bobby <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. He's out there, you know, I'm not sure. He, but he's probably like making, he's probably working in a food truck or something. I or writing books. I'm not sure what he, uh, he I think coach, he coaching. Books. <laughs> coaching or something i don't know blah, blah. yeah cleon you got any any shout outs and then i i got one one new segment i just thought of you know how on pti they got editors notes corrections mm-hmm. i got a couple corrections cleon love you shout out shout outs to um to to all the shorty shorts out there oh, all, all all the little all the little guys all the little guys kevin hart raul rudy diaz <laughs> now add to that list Ramiro, Enrique. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to all the little shorty shorts. MPG, MPG. I would throw you on this list, but you ain't do nothing when he was here. But um, (laughs) other than that, yeah, let's get it. Um, um, Joseph, I see, I see you in, I see you in midseason form. You ain't do nothing this week. Um, uh, um, who's who's that, Mister Mister Almeida over there? Yeah, good, good, good little brace you had this weekend. Hope the feds don't come looking for you soon, though. Oh, damn. Almada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Er- everybody, everybody keeps saying, "Oh, oh, well, you know, the first six months." Talking about somebody, he only gonna be here six months, and they're like, "Oh, because he's gonna get sold." But I'm like, he only gonna be here six months because the feds about to come looking for him from Argentina in a minute. So, Bro, um, he's going so, so hopefully, hopefully you, um, hopefully for you, 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 you stay. You know, you stay off most wanted lists, and and they don't come, they don't come find you, my brother. Yeah, bro. They, they, it's, it's like they, someone give him a little whisper. If you don't score a couple goals, you're coming sooner. You know, we we put some money. He's on gonna you join. He's our... gonna join his boy, Mister Drive by in Minnesota. 
It's gonna be on that missing poster, like homeboy yeah. Reynoso. Reynoso, that's right. Oh boy. Oof. Uh well, so uh little corrections. Uh I, I believe his name is Jared Dillon. Uh Cleon, you gave gave us some street credibility with Gerard. Bro, I thought it was Ger- bro, Gerard. Yeah, Gerard Dillon. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh Lucas Petrasso, not Lucas Petrasio. Protrasio, you know, just a little, you know. Oh man, are we gonna do a, a name little. correction segment every week now? Bro, yeah, I don't sure, know. <laughs> bro, you sure he ain't named Gerard, bro? You look like a Gerard. He looked like a Gerard to me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Jared. But well, anyways, DM, with that, how do you pronounce your that, name? That's probably his, bro. That's probably his company. That's probably his company name, bro. I, I guarantee you. I guarantee <laughs> his homeboys call him Gerard. Cleo's like, hey, we were with him for the late that focus group, right? You're off the off the cuff. We're Getting them scrimps, he was like, "You just call me, call me Gerard, <laughs> Jay Dill, and Gerard." Yeah, Cleon and him got a secret handshake. Bro, I, left, and I left that man. I left that man talking in mid sentence so I could go get me some more scrimps. That's true. Sorry, I was just like, I was. Like, I, guess I just walked why, off. I just walked just, off while he's in mid sentence because I, I, I saw somebody trying to take the last three shrimps. Yeah, and Cleon's like, "It's Eddie. He'll fill in the space." And I did. You know, teamwork makes a dream work. Would that be? Go ahead, yeah. JJ. Well, to the testing, you what know, my city, the Teak, you know, they had a big party. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, they, they had all these foodies out here that have no clue about soccer testing the food, but you know, they left us the big boys out. Right, bro. That's why I posted a picture of us as a group. I mean, none of <laughs> us out there rocking some abs, you know, like, bro, you know, we, we could have, we could would have been perfect for that, you know? Jeez. So, yeah. So, check us out, guys, on YouTube. We're putting the podcast on YouTube. Hey, on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, everything. I'm pressing all kinds of buttons here. And then Twitter Spaces, Dad, the Dan After Dark as well. So, look, we, we think this is going to be a great year. We're putting as much content as we can out there just to, you know, get everybody engaged and support this club we love so much. That being said, vamos Orlando. Let's get it back to back wins at home. Let's uh, let's go. See you guys on Saturday. Thanks for listening. Um, have a great one. Take care. Hey. Thanks for joining us this week on the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Don't forget to follow us at Orlando Lions Den on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week in the Den.